time now for Back to the Almanac. Larry Weber is away this week, and we are delighted to be joined by naturalist Judy Gibbs. She's also the illustrator for Larry Weber's book, Backyard Almanac, 365 Days of Northern Natural History, published by Stone Ridge Press. And she joins us on the phone this morning. Hi, Judy. How are you? Hi there. I'm great. It is a wet, damp day in Duluth. For this summer, an extremely rare occurrence. I actually was almost too uncomfortably, humidly damp in the house last night. I was so tempted to turn on my air conditioner, but it was such a cool evening. I had to just sort of ride that wave of, of cool damp, but it's been so arid this summer. But we really need that, right? Especially in the fall. Um, all of our shrubs and our trees have just been starving for water, but um, I can't really um, share the pain with you, Chris, because I'm in Bellingham, Washington this morning. I'm visiting my son out here, but I've been paying close attention to what's going on in Duluth. It's finally not so smoky, I have to say, too. The, the winds shift every once in a while, but the rain last week, I'm told, kind of got a handle on it. Have you heard anything about the smoke in the region? Um, I understand that they're getting those fires from the binary waters under control. Unfortunately, the wind is, uh, we're on far near the uh, Pacific Ocean, so we aren't experiencing any of the fires that are happening out here because the wind is actually drifting towards you right now. Oh, well, then we have something to look forward to, I guess, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so this is an interesting time of year. Um, uh, Bob King is better suited to talk about it, but I was on KOD about a month ago, and we were talking about the cross-quarter day of August 2nd. It's kind of analogous to February 2nd, Groundhog Day, when we're moving through space and we're halfway between the um, the longest day of the year and heading towards the uh, equinox in the fall here. And so in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit that period of time where we have um, the same amount of day as we have light. And plants and animals respond to those cues of diminishing light by either um, starting to shut down as their plants to go into their winter readiness stage. And then a lot of uh, animals leave our area because they can't find food or it's too cold for them. And um, I've been uh, close in touch with Hawk Ridge, and they had a phenomenal nighthawk migration this year. It's pretty well over, but nighthawks are these flying mosquito eaters, flying bug eaters that just fly around the air with their mouths open, looking for bugs as they head south. And they're heading south, obviously, because they eat insects. And we all know that there's uh, not very many mosquitoes and other insects around in in Duluth uh, (laughs) in the winter. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I've also been told uh, up at Hawk Ridge that there's a whole bunch of eagles that do all their nesting down in Iowa early in the spring. And then they don't like the heat, so they come up to Duluth and North to spend their summers in cooler temperatures. And the bulk of them are now flying through Duluth and Hawk Ridge, heading back to their nesting grounds in Iowa. Hmm. Our, our eagles, who um, hang around a lot, they don't move as much. All they need is access to um, dead animals like deer that get killed on the side of the road or open fishing grounds. So they don't necessarily need to move too far south in order to find food. And so our our resident, sort of quote-unquote resident populations, probably won't head through Duluth until October and into November. Okay. Now you were saying, though, that um, the, the Iowa 
sort of troop of Iowa Eagles. What's the term for mm-hmm. a group of eagles? It's not a troop. I just use that word, but oh. there's probably some wonderful word for eagles. <laughs> I'm sure there is, and I don't have it on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> but, but you said that they do their, their nesting in the spring, and then they head north to escape the heat. Are there, right. young, are there young feathered enough? Can the young fly with them, or do they stay back? How does that work? Oh, yeah. The young of any bird, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure of the length of time. Um, some of these nighthawks that were flying, they were, uh, the, the young of the nighthawks, I know, would take about 21 days to fly. Oh, wow. So, and eagles are a little bit longer than that. But, yes, they fledge their nests. Most birds fledge very early after hatching. It's kind of amazing. It really is. That's quite a time that I, I guess I was... I'm, I'm still thinking in human terms, and that's very quick in my head. But, of course, it makes sense yes. for birds. They, they can't linger too long in that nest. They've got to get moving. Right. Well, our, the eagles, uh, a lot of folks know that the bald eagles don't become sexually mature for four or five years. So they'll hang together as a family unit. And you'll see mom and dad out there with their bright white heads and their bright white tails. And you'll see these other very large uh, dark birds that resemble eagles because they are eagles. They just haven't matured enough to have the white head and the white tails. Hmm. So, yeah, they'll hang out with their mom and dad for, um, yeah, four or five years. Wow. Now, loons, I think, too, they take a couple of years to, to become fully adult, don't they? Yeah, and our young loons will fly south and then not necessarily come back to Minnesota until they are fully mature. They'll fly down to, like, Florida and that area of the world from Minnesota. It's a couple of years, isn't it, until they do return? Yeah. Mm. Um, A couple of plants that you might see out now, I know the birds are fascinating. (laughs) Um, I looked up in our Backyard Almanac book, and today's flower that was mentioned, and there was something called butter and eggs. Are you familiar with it, Chris? No, not at all. Uh, another common name is toad flax, but I prefer the butter and eggs. It's a, a little plant about a foot tall. It grows dense clusters. It loves to invade uh, gravel pits, gravel driveways, gravel anywhere. It is sort of an invasive plant. And the flower, though, is kind of intriguing in that the name, butter and eggs, you'll see white. That rep- represents the white of the eggs. You'll see a bright orange spot that sort of resembles the oak of the eggs, and then a buttery, creamy yellow color in the rest of the flower, hence its name. So that's one you might see out now. And there's a lot of goldenrods and asters, and the ragweed is all blooming right now. And I know a lot of people are suffering from allergies from that ragweed, the pollen, and coming up here, I think the first average frost date for us in, in the Duluth area, I think, is September 15th. And so I know I'm worried about all the squashes I have in my garden. Mm-hmm. And, and coming up on the 15th, I'm going to have tarps and, and sheets and things handy to be able to place over them and other tender plants. It's hard to believe that in just maybe 10 to 15 days, we might be having our first frost. Yeah, I, I think about how hot it's been this summer, but it's not the same, you know, water it takes a little while to, to cool down if it's been a, a mm-hmm. hot summer, but the air temperature can change on a dime, can it? Right, right, yeah. Lake Superior really kind of moderates our temperatures because it stays steady. It takes a long time for that to cool down, and um, and so it, it, it should moderate our temperatures going forward. Grand Marais is a little town up the shore, of course, that juts out into Lake Superior, and it, it stays warmer 
on average than almost all other Minnesota cities hmm. just because it's out in the lake. They must get some amazing ice fog that we see on the lake in the wintertime. Yeah, 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 mm. yep. That's actually a good idea to keep in mind. It is September. We've been so inured to the 90-degree days we've had all summer long, it's hard to believe. You're right. It's getting cooler. Mm-hmm. I think it's a welcome relief. I, I, I'm I a Minnesotan who likes my cooler temperatures. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. no. I love winter. Yep. 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 I'm with you. And it'll be here soon enough. But for now, get out and enjoy um, all these fall, wonderful late summer fall wildflowers that are out in our woods and just enjoy the migration and sure go will. up to Hawk Ridge. There's naturalists and educators up there who will help you understand what's going on with the bird migration. A great way to spend Labor Day weekend for sure. Judy, mm-hmm. thanks so much. We appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great day. Take care. That's Judy Gibbs, a naturalist and also the illustrator for Larry Weber's uh, Backyard Almanac, 365 Days of Northern Natural History, filling in for Larry Weber today here on Backyard Almanac.